morning on this Thursday, July 18, 2019. Woo! -hoo! The weekend's almost here. Woo! -hoo! Thank God for every workday. Thank you for every job, whether it's cleaning toilets or sitting in an executive suite. No matter what it is, Lord, the paycheck, big paycheck or not paycheck, I thank you, Almighty God, I thank you for Lord Jesus Christ, for through it you make all provision, no matter what, you know, little jobs, even though we're being oppressed, it's not paid enough to provide for our needs, you are still our provider, you are still our life, our only life source, not our homes, not even our, these temporary churches down here, but we belong. Thank you that you put us, you built us up and implanted us in your true church. It's not about these temporary churches because we, there's nothing in your word that says we will always be in that one. When it's time for you to tell us to, when your timing is perfect, to say, okay, I need you to go over here now. You've grown up enough in me. I need you to go and forgive the word of God. God never sends us anywhere to say, or to go ahead and just give that person food so they can get fed. Oh, just give that person money. So they can be tempted to uh, buy alcohol. No, 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 no. That's the wrong guy. He thinks he's God. That guy thinks he's God, but he's not God. He's actually Satan. He disguises himself. When Jesus sends us somewhere, it's always to give the true food first and foremost. Maybe somebody said, okay, that person is hungry. That person is needing food. Take him to a restaurant or her to a restaurant. Sit them down and tell them the gospel. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Tell them that the circumstances are only temporary in Christ Jesus. Don't look at the fleshly needs. That's true love. Amazing. You get so sick of uh, hearing people that claim that they know Jesus Christ. They know God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And saying, well, you... God's love, God's love, God's love does not, has never, and will never tolerate sin. And neither should we who are his. We don't tolerate sin. We don't even allow, we don't even, we should not even desire it or want to allow it in our own lives. Or in those that we care about. We don't care about nobody if we're saying, well, let him go ahead and walk in the sin. God to get their attention. He wants to get their attention through you, through me. Wants to shake him up. If the light of Jesus Christ is in us, which means if we are true Christians, then he's going to expose that part of them, that sin in their life. And he's saying, give it up. Let it go. I want to remove it. It's killing you. It's dangerous to you. That's true love. True love just lets somebody continue in the sin that's dragging them to hell. That's not from God. That's from Satan that's binding them up. No matter what your level of position is, do, do not misuse that authority to keep people in sin, to keep people in bondage. If someone is needing a place to stay, there is absolutely zero in Scripture. Okay. There's absolutely nothing in Scripture that says, oh, well, they have to go out and take out a loan. Or they have to go out and uh, pay. They have to pay the world price. God is above the world price. The world's standards, the world's economic standards, the world's pricing strategy is not godly. It's set to bind people up, to keep them in oppression, to keep
keep them bound up, to keep them walking according to their sins. We are not to God's economy is not that economy. That is sin in God's eyes and we are not to participate in it. The church of the living God in Christ Jesus. That's the true church. Jesus said in both Matthew chapter 10 and Luke chapter 12, I did not come to bring peace on the earth, but to bring division. It's not that he divides. He's trying to bring people together in him. When people truly hear his voice, recognize that he is the way, the only way. There is not many ways to heaven. There's one way, and that's through the person of Jesus Christ and through his work. Anyone else that believes that has been deceived and is being deceived and is clearly on their way to hell. And a true Christian that does not remind those closest to them, those in their inner circle, whoever is in our inner circle, God has put them there so that they can both hear and see. One of the fruits, everybody keeps saying that the fruits, we got to be careful because as there are four seasons on the earth, always has been, spring, summer, I always forget about this, trying to say it, same in the wrong order, whatever. I don't care about what order. Up until when you start. You start summer, you got summer, fall, winter, spring. During the winter season, you see, you can't go out, depending on where you live, and always see apples on an apple tree or oranges on an orange tree. There will be seasons you will see the buds of it, but to find out what kind of a tree is, you won't know what it is just by looking at the bud. You'll watch it a while and see what bears. Once that first spring comes out in the springtime. Okay, this is a demonic light just for the rich. So they can get to work first. So they can be out of time. Okay, there's a side note. I had to say that. You can recognize a city that has leadership that is based on Jesus Christ. It's when the principles of the Bible, period. If the Word of God, the words of God, the Bible, is not the standards for running it, the Word of God has been attacked since day one. Satan started in the garden attacking the Word of God. By how? Twisting it. Tom said, oh, did God really say that? Adam and Eve automatically should have stood up saying, yes, he did say that. Well, believe him. They had perfect intimacy with him. And because of their choosing to go against God's mandate, we inherited that sin nature in us. But God had a plan that he would come to earth himself in the form of Jesus Christ to set things right again. However, that only the way of Jesus, his gospel, is coming to earth, showing us the example, showing us what to preach, which means repent for the kingdom of heaven is ahead. He is the kingdom of heaven. When we become born again, when he bursts himself into us, as he birthed himself into Mary, Mary was the only one that he's done that to. There was no other human being 2,000 years ago or today that he has done that to in that way. He's not, the next time he comes to this earth is not as a little baby. Oh, no. No way, brother. That's what Satan's trying to do by trying to um, talk people into kill their babies. They think, it, okay, we're going to make, oh, it's a male, we got to kill him. I said, we think that we're going to kill the next uh, Jesus. No. He's coming as the lion of the tribe of Judah to destroy and get rid of all things that are against him on this earth. So, for those that say they love God and they tolerate sin, you don't love God. You love Satan. You're 
working according to his purpose. To those that say they love Jesus Christ, those that say that are his, but they won't share the word of God. They want to share, oh, well, you know, oh, what a beautiful day. I'm sitting at the beach. Are you talking to God? Are you listening to him? Are you opening up his word so people see that you're reading the word of God? Are you thinking about home? When you are true, when we are truly born again, our home becomes heaven. Eternity with God. We're looking forward to that. We're longing for that. If that is not your deepest desire, you need to have God search your heart. Because you may not be His. If all you're thinking about is scoring that next fix. Scoring you know, having pleasures, the pleasures of this earth. Then we're set wrong. There's sin dwelling in the temple. When Jesus comes in to abide, he takes over us. He comes in, we believe in Jesus Christ. He takes over and he starts cleansing house. Not to destroy us. We are not what we made when we're seeking after money. God never caused us to seek after money. To go out. A man of God just doesn't work 60, 70 hours. Never in a home. Just to keep a roof over the head. Man of God leads the family. In the words of God. Prays with his wife. If his wife's a believer. You married a wife that's not an unbeliever thinking you're going to save her through that? No, 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 no. You just became unyoked. If you were both unbelievers when you got married and one or the other comes to Jesus first, then it's the... the we're, we're going in a time and pray. We're seeking and we're not argumentative. But when they go astray, we love them anyways. When they wander, when they do their own thing, we love them anyways. You're praying that whoever comes first, it may be the kids that come to Jesus first. And the parents come second later. But a man of God is not just bringing a paycheck into the house. That's the vessel God chose to use. A man of God is also the teacher. The word of God. If you're sharing your kids, okay, this is how you excel in sports. That is not God's calling. First calling. He may use that vessel not to get more money, not to get success. A man of God never, or a woman of God would never tell his or her kids. Uh, well, your first thing, you got to go out. You, you got to take this degree because the government says you have. Government ain't God. Never has been, never will be. Satan will act like it. He will be a one world leader. And everybody will agree with him. How he does it, he will get those that call themselves Christians to lay down Jesus. Do not talk about him. So you don't defend. He'll get somehow, he'll get that one person that will sit in office, will get Muslims, Islam, uh, Islam I keep saying it wrong, Islam is the religion, will get them to lay down Allah, not talk about Allah and Muhammad. To all agree. He'll get Catholics to lay down Mary. He'll get Hindus to forget about all their other gods and trust in a statue. Nebuchadnezzar, remember King Nebuchadnezzar, he tried to get the Hebrew boys and all the Jews, the Jewish young people, to bow down to a statue that represented himself. They refused to do it. So he said, oh, they disobeyed God. Some stupidly, ignorant, okay, that's not a word, I'm sorry, ignorantly, I've heard, I've literally heard in my walk with God since my eyes were open, not closed, open. Satan closes our eyes. He puts clouds over our eyes. Man can't remove those clouds. There's not one. There's not a man or woman out there that can remove that, you know, the clouds that Satan put on. There's only one human being, and that was the most perfect human being that never committed any sin. No infraction. Not like us. 
And his name is Jesus Christ. And he was only on this earth as a human being like you and I for 33 years. Because his purpose only came to do the will of him who sent him. But he was still God and he always will be God. He's sitting in the throne. He's king of kings, lord of lords. He's still in control. But he's not going to force his way on anybody. Satan forces his way. He uses unbiblical principles. He uses ungodly men and women that will force people. That's why we're seeing laws made by ungodly men and women. They force things. Satan always forces his way at us. He said, you're either going to do this or you're going to not. A true believer will not roll over to that. Even if it means death. Even if we mean we lose every physical thing. If our hands are too tightly on this car. I'm in my steering wheel right now. You don't see that. Sorry. Then it's not on Jesus Christ. If our hands are in Jesus Christ and his hands are holding us. His hands are a lot stronger than us. Then it ain't going to be shook. Hebrews chapter 12. 24, 26 remind us. That when God speaks. The earth shakes. Truly speaks. When people recognize the voice, we get a little shaking. But the only thing that he's shaking loose is every foundation that is not Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is not our cornerstone, if he's not our foundation, if he's our foundation, I don't care what he's shaking. What gets shook from our, from our life, let it go. If Jesus is shaking something up in your life, trying, if he's showing you clearly, Day after day, morning after morning, night after night. If he keeps allowing something to come in your mind to saying that's killing you. That act is killing you. That addiction is killing you. Take your hands off of it and let me cut it out of you. So can't you remove it? We get so used to living in Corset. We get so used to bitterness. And so I'm not going to pray for that person no matter what. I'm not going to like that person no matter what. You're going against God. Then you truly do not believe in Jesus Christ. Someone that loves somebody is going to tell them what is right according to God after prayer, after we listen. If we're just going to prayer to tell God, it says, oh, God, you can hear this person because I do. Yes, you can. But it's according to his will. A lot of times when he hears somebody, he wants to take them home. You ever think about that? We got to remember, he controls life in our souls. We're coming, Dave. We're coming to the Holy God. Says God, according to the will, whatever your will is. He opened people's eyes. Why doesn't he do that? He's he's healing the blind, not by saying go to a doctor, go to a, another human doctor. God doesn't always say that. Anybody that says that his signs and wonders not be done, we don't ask for them, but they are as it's mentioned in Acts. He brings forth the signs and wonders as a testimony, as a witness to say you just heard the word of God. You got Satan uses signs and wonders to trick people to follow him. To say, see, I'm God. No, you ain't. Those are temporary ones. When Jesus delivers somebody of a demon, he's delivered. He or she is delivered permanent. When the de when Jesus Christ delivers somebody from an addiction, you're delivered permanently. You don't have a desire to go back. You don't want to go back. You see how wicked it was. You see how sinful it was. There are foolish women out there that are thinking, Oh, well, you got to have sex. You got to try out the merchandise like a car. No, 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 no. That's Satan leading you. And somebody thought, well, well, God's okay with me having sex outside of marriage. No. Do not tolerate sin. It's destroying you. It's taking, it's dragging you to hell. And you're not even screaming because you don't even know Satan's doing that. If God says don't do something, don't do it. If God says let go of something, it's not for our destruction. It's not because God don't want to hurt us. It's killing us. That whatever it is or whoever it is he's showing you, it's killing us. There's an order of creation that God, when God made the entire earth. Don't believe those foolish. Okay, we need to pray for a uh, an accident here at 4:30 in the morning.
There's probably been like five ambulances and now one police car. I can't see it because I'm not over there. I don't know what else it is. No one's being in control with that. You are able to put it out. Men can't put it out. Experienced firefighters and medical professionals can't put it out. But you can. Now again, let, let your power and your money show uh, show up in that area mightily and save people through that circumstance, Father God. If you are taking somebody home, make sure that you save them first and then take them home. And may you get the glory for it in Jesus' name. Okay, sorry about that little side prayer there. Got proud to do that. We need to be listening so close to God, learning His voice, that we hear His promptings to go into the Word of God. When somebody gives you a Word of God, I don't want you to take my word for it. Never. A true Bible teacher, a true pastor, a true preacher should never, ever want them to take their word for it. They should be reminding people every time, in my opinion, but it may not have to be every time if you're, if you're growing to know that person, um, should always be saying, check me out. Make sure the words. Every pastor, every preacher out there should automatically be periodically admitting to says, I'm prone to human error. So I may mix up something I may forget a particular verse because none of us, no matter what people say, you can say, well, I memorized the whole Bible. No one can do that. It's beyond human capacity to do that. To memorize from Genesis chapter 1-1 to Revelation 22, I forgot the last verse number, uh, to the end. It's impossible. But when we are growing in the wisdom and knowledge of God through Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit, that means he's living inside of us and he's coming down and believe to finish the gospel. Jesus Christ came in to set things straight again, to make reconciliation. He came to earth for one purpose only, to suffer and die on the cross. Show us the way. He never fed just anybody physical food apart from giving them life-giving food, which is his words. Even when tempted to go, to stay in the flesh and not about in his way, Satan tempted himself, but he didn't fail because he is the word. Satan took God's own words and twisted it to God himself. I still think that kind of that was stupid to say that that that's a little bit hysterical out there. That's what we should do when we know Jesus Christ. When we get tempted, if we say, "Well, we're never tempted by Satan," then you're probably not. Hit. Then you're probably still his. You're probably not yet Jesus Christ yet, because Satan will only attack those who are God's, who are not his. So if you're not being attacked by the enemy, by uh, the, our adversary, he's every cr true Christian's adversary now. Because we left his domain. We left from being his children. And God took us over to the other side. He led us. He took us by the hand. Saying, young lady. Young man. Old man. Old lady. Jesus saying, right now, take my hand. Come over to me. That don't mean physically he's taking you home. Maybe. I mean, if, if it's. According to his will, Ecclesiastes reminds us there's a time to live and a time to die. We don't know that time. We can't say, well, I'm eating all the right healthy food, so you know, that means I'm going to live to be 90 years old. That has little to do with it. And I'm saying, yeah, right, don't always eat a lot of junk food. Um, then we could be taking it short. Be careful with the misteaching of free will, too. When we come to Jesus, He wants us to come freely. We'll come into a free, but He's shown us the way. He's put people in our path that loved us enough to give us the Word of God, to share us. Where we're following the promptings of the Spirit of God, but only give the Word of God. And if you got someone that's coming near you that doesn't open up a Bible app on the phone because, you know, sometimes that is more convenient, unfortunately, than carrying around a big Bible underneath our arm. Uh, to matter of fact, we don't even have to. If we're going to work. We don't need our big, big birth of Bibles to go to work. God has allowed and raised up individuals that would, uh, 
that have little pocket-sized Bibles or apps on our phone. Because, like it or not, we all still have to have a phone nearby. There could be an emergency in the family that that's the only way to contact to us, depending upon where we work. There are some times when that phone can't be brought in, like in my case, and I'm not going to describe what's in it because that's confidential. And I took a pack when I go in there. So a person's workplace is just another field that God has. There is a brother in Christ. I believe his teaching. I've heard it in different respects. But he's wrong on one respect. And I believe God is told him to correct it. Now he may have because I haven't read an update on it. You know, it's on counseling. Where... Any man or woman of God that tells you, oh, no, no, you well, God never has us talk about Jesus Christ in a workplace. That's Satan. That's absolutely 100% Satan doing that. First one is to get the job done that God put you there and to get it done within a reasonable period of time. Not to milk the, um, not to steal time from your employer. Not to steal resources from your employer. Say, well, that's a blessing. No, it ain't. That's stealing. That's being bad stewards. Whether we're in management or not, if we're a true, genuine believer in Jesus Christ, then we have a stewardship. That stewardship is to make sure we manage our employer's resources for God's glory. To not steal them, not misuse the time, not waste time. Satan wants to raise up just jobs where it keeps it busy from clacking in to clacking out. You, you don't even have time to go to the bathroom. That's destructive, actually. <laughs> it's about, well, no, we can take a thousand breaks throughout the day. We're not getting the job done. That's of Satan. For managers that allow that, they're not godly. They don't even know Jesus Christ. See, so many that think they can quote a verse of Scripture, not Satan knows the Scripture better than all that we do because he was at one time an angel of God until he chose, he wanted to be higher than God. <laughs> Never happened. Never will. Because on one time he's going to sit down in the temple that's supposed to be you know, that will be intended to be for God. God won't sit down in it. Jesus Christ won't sit down in that temple. That temple will be destroyed quickly. The next temple that's going to be built in Israel, Satan will sit down in it. That's clear in his word. See, we don't want to verify that stuff. He said, well, we don't have time to read the word of God. Then you're, then you're, you're doing something, you're doing Satan's work. Period. End of story. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to speak any spiritual junk. When God called me during that season to teach those young men coming up, coming in, going from children's ministry to youth ministry, I never once felt worthy to do that. Matter of fact, I wasn't worthy apart from Jesus Christ. The only thing he wanted me to do was what I tell you to teach, and you're a teacher. Did I screw up? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I did. Did I misremember something? Did I forget to look at the notes that he had me write down? Yep, most of the time. That was God to put me in that pulp in a Panama. I didn't necessarily ask for it. Rarely asked for it. When God sent me to the inner city, still love each and every one of you. Remember, I just didn't want to take you to McDonald's or Burger King or whatever or Starbucks but I wanted to share something more with you I wanted to share the word of God with you if that's a, if that's not our goal if that's not our purpose is to share the word of God to open up the scriptures there's no such thing as friendship evangelism per se it's not even biblical you don't become friends with the world first do their things go out drinking going out partying go out uh Carousing, you know, you know, have sex outside, but do do the things we do. No, 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 no. What sets us apart is we don't do the things they do, and they're curious. 
they're watching us to see if we're going to stumble. It's a temporary thing. So many people come to religion. And then they can try and fix those things. Try and do those acts in their own strength. You will always 100% fail. God don't send you to programs. To temporary human made. Human ordained programs. To deliver you. He just speaks it and it's done. When God delivered the desire for alcohol. And the addiction of alcohol from me. He didn't send me to no one or nothing. It's himself. He just says, no, I didn't tell you to drink it all. I delivered you of it. He took away the desire, the taste. Do I still remember those days? She had us by the testimony. I was on my way to becoming an alcoholic. It was controlling me. <clears throat> well, I had to have a drink every night. I had to have a drink. You came out, same, well, you work, if your work's not necessarily stressful, battle. At the end of the workday, first thing we need to be doing is not running for a drink, not running for a cigarette. It's running for the Word of God, running to Jesus, cleanses. Guys, you're coming home from work out there. You're all covered with filth and dirt from the uh, from the world. Do not even get near your wife. Well, you may have to kiss her. You know, yeah, kiss your wife. I don't care what she smells like. <laughs> she may have had a busy day cleaning the house out there. You're sweating, dealing with the kids out there. If that's your your soul area. Kiss remember says, Love you, but I need to go I need to go get along with Jesus first. I need to let him cleanse me. Your wife can't cleanse you spiritually. Your husband can't cleanse you spiritually from the works of the world. Let him come in and wash your feet. I'm gonna wash you up. The moment he'll come in and say, Okay, now go love your wife. Your kids should know that too. Your kids do not take precedence. Jesus does. If Jesus is not present in your household, then you're not leading him right. If you're called by God to minister to young people, to minister to old people, out there, your first calling is to minister to God. It's to sit before Him. You can't do any of that stuff first. You don't put aside the Word of God. You don't put time your your uh, personal time with God, your personal relationship with God. At first, you know, when we become genuine Christians, the first relationship in our lives is with God through Jesus Christ, and that needs to be endured. That needs to be grown above every other relationship whether it be in the home or in the workplace every other relationship that's the only relationship that needs to be done so if you're saying not to you we are the fruit of love guys is it god's love or is it satan's love saint loves to keep us busy saint loves to keep us out of the word of god saint loves to keep us bound up that's what he was when we were his we didn't know it because we were his we were sitting in a jail cell with the door wide open when we were liking it, we were comfortable in our lazy boy seats. By the way, I don't have a lazy boy seat. Dad does. It's wore out. He won't leave that lazy boy seat. Loves to stare at the TV. Stare at the sports. Meaningless stuff. Means nothing in eternity. Just sitting there. Not, never opening the word of God. Never praying in Jesus' name. You're praying any other name. You're praying any other name. It's worthless. That person not even breaking the ceiling. You got people that quote God's love out there, but they only quote First Corinthians thirteen one and two. Why don't you try reading the other verses that are right behind it, saying God's love doesn't tolerate sin, doesn't tolerate disobedience. We still have to obey, but now it's not a burdensome. It's not a. We don't look at it as a commandment. There's technically there's still commandments. Word of God, yeah, it does have little rules, but they're there to guide us in the right way to keep us. And um, it's just like we don't we don't do them to keep ourselves doing. We do them because we love Jesus Christ. If you truly love Jesus, God says in His Word, "If you love Me, you obey Me." Like I said, we do it out of love, and it's His love that we're doing it through. You obey. If we disobey, he don't. Yeah, that's right. If you're a true Christian, if your hands in his hand, and he's got a hold of you, he's still gonna love you. But you're not getting no blessing of God. That uh, you will not get that blessing. And you truly don't love God if you don't want to obey him. He's not gonna stop. But he's gonna get your attention. God knows how to cut out of us everything that's harmful, that's destructive. When we come to Jesus Christ, we lay our will down. 
and we pick up his will and we learn his will we grow in the wisdom allows us but the first thing he's doing he's lovingly showing us and be very careful there's a false teaching out there that says you know, we can call diet you know father our Abba father in heaven God the father Papa or daddy no that's what we call our earthly dads if he was in the home do not bring God down to that level because he that's not not his intent he draws us to himself he don't come back down here to earth. Jesus Christ is back on the throne. He suffered and died for our sins. He was buried. Third day rose again. And in four days after that, he went, returned back to his throne. And he's drawing us to himself. He don't keep leaving heaven to come down to us. He lives in us now spiritually, and we live in him spiritually. And one day, we will be with him in heaven that's our hope that keeps us going that's our strength so be very careful you're saying if you're looking for the spirit of love do you, does he love that does that person love somebody enough to tell them the truth that they're heading the wrong way do you have to receive it no it's totally your choice but if your heart becomes softened where you know without a doubt that the spirit of God is moving within you then you're going to receive it you're going to hear it and you're going to listen to it and you're going to say this ain't for me it may be coming through his or her, or her voice but I know it's from God watch the self control if somebody said hey let's go cuss all the time or let's go have sex all the time, or let's go you may you have somebody of the opposite sex that says you know, I want to get to know you let's go away for the weekend our self-control better be known, better be based on Jesus Christ and his words alone, period, in his life, which is our life now, in him and by him. We better be known saying, that ain't going to happen. I did that in my own life when I was still Satan's. Didn't even know it. I loved that person that I dated for two years. Loved somebody who wouldn't have asked her to marry me. Boy, my glad interceded and broke that up at the time because I was we were both going the wrong way. To my knowledge, she's probably still if she's staying under a certain denomination, she's still going the wrong way, and that that breaks my heart. I don't know. I have no idea now. I I loved ones, even those that we knew when we were still walking according to Satan's ways. Lucifer's ways, the devil's ways, when we were still walking according to flesh, those that we stood in our life, we should want them and desire them to come to the saving grace, the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, to come to the right way. We should desire that. It may not be our place any longer to speak the gospel to. That may no longer be in our physical life. Ooh, that's revelation. Uh, I'll explain that another time. Also, listen. But we should still desire that as God saved us, He should want to save them too. For those ministers that were called by God and led by God to go minister the gospel to somebody else, if that's the first thing you gave was always the Word of God, then you're a minister of God. If you're only giving somebody only giving somebody according to flesh. Now, yeah, there are fleshy needs that God wants to meet through us. You don't send them to a government program. You don't send them to a uh, a government-approved organization or dang government organization. You give them the word of God. When Philip and all the disciples asked, you know, those 5,000 people need food, go send them away so they can go to the, buy themselves food. They were too far away from the nearest place. Remember what Jesus says? You feed him. That was right after he taught. And I guarantee you're talking, he spoke the Sermon of the Mount to them. That's three chapters in the Bible. I don't think that was just no 20-minute sermon. There's no way Jesus spoke that in, in a 20- or 30-minute sermon. I'm thinking all day, 
all afternoon. Maybe not quite what uh, God spoke through Paul that time. All day and all night. He didn't, I don't even think, matter of fact, he couldn't have slept that night. <laughs> One guy did. He fell asleep at the windowsill. He fell out of a third star window. He physically died. The guy just prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, you're able to raise him up. But he ain't dead, is he? No. God just spoke. He says, get up. And he did. He went back up. Went back upstairs. And then they pre he finished his uh, Bible lesson. He finished his Bible study. He finished his sermon. And then he left. And then he prayed. And then he left. I don't know if I could have stayed awake. I probably would have been the one that came downstairs. I mean, to fall out the window. <gasps> Lately. But do we love somebody enough? Are we going to let them continue going the wrong way without giving the true word of God? Are we going to try and memorize the verse of scripture when we can get so tired physically we can forget it? Open the word of God. Open your Bible app and read it. So we got to watch the self-control. Somebody's saying, well, let's go and win a weekend out there. Or let's go and play some party. I said to myself, I'll go ahead and get been blessed to go to a um, going away uh, party. Somebody's being transferred to another uh, another area. That place will be a bar. Am I going to go in there and drink? Nope. They know it. I said, I just don't drink no more. We don't compromise. If God calls us out of that lifestyle, don't go in it just for a day. Don't entertain, don't entertain it. If God says, well, the world dresses like this out there, they expose you, and the women dress like that to, to show off the beauty of their body. I says, no, that's Satan doing that. That's not God. When we get dressed in the morning, are we getting dressed out there to impress somebody, or are we getting dressed to honor God? As minuscule as something like that, when we get dressed, when we put out our clothing in the morning, let's take a look at the mayors. And saying, is this going to cause somebody to stumble? You ladies, is this going to cause some man to to lust after me? Am I going to cause some man to stumble? Stumbling blocks around the world, but if that stumbling block is coming through you, you just you just ticked off God. He can forgive you, but you got to come to Him first. If you cause somebody to stumble, the word of God is clear. If you're the, the stumbling block is coming through you, better be that you have a millstone tied around your neck and you will drown in the sea. To me, that sounds like spiritual death, if you ask me. That sounds like hell. Do not let it come to you. Forgive somebody the word of God. Talking about the cross of Jesus Christ for salvation. Word of God even says that's a stumbling block to uh, to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles, to the Greeks, which are Gentiles back there, because they believe only in human wisdom. The Greeks, oh man, look at how many, what do you think all the uh, fraternities and sororities, Greek letters out there, that means it's supposed to be the smartest of the smartest. They ain't. Those are parties. I've seen friends. I've seen sororities. They're mostly about parties. Yeah, they're about academics too. They'll help you out when they're not partying. So, so yeah, technically, there is one stumbling back out there, so that's the cross of Jesus Christ. Nobody gets by that, and nobody comes up on the backside unchanged. You can't go to the cross of Jesus Christ. Bow down to him. says, Lord, I am a sinner. You showed it to me. Oh, your grace and your mercy. Lord, rescue me right now. Save me. And I'm not saying just repeat those words. If the Spirit of God's in it, and leaning it, he'll bring up the words. You will just, you will hear the words. It's always to describe. It's, it's hard to describe. But as a matter of fact, no true minister can truly describe it, except it's God. Let's show you you're a sinner. Let's show you where you're falling short of the glory. You're trying to earn your way to heaven. You're trying to do, do God thing, godly things apart from God. Shit, right? That can't be done. That's religion. And that religion has never been successful. Was it started by God? And God's not in it. Now God will use it as a tool to point us that way. And then he'll call us out of it eventually. 
and to bring us to where he wants us to go. So basically, we're laying down our will for his. Just believe in Jesus Christ today. Please, buy this. No matter what day this is. Trust him. That's all we need to do. Trust him, for, trust him in every area of your life. God's not going to go in there and break up. If you're married out there and you're struggling and you want to lead your family, it's not about making the money. God, God will provide if you trust him. Give all your trust with him. Go. He'll show you the right job to go to. He's not going to say, well, go ahead. You can sell those drugs out there to provide for your family. No, you ain't. Ooh, a baby bunny. That's cute. I think. I like little baby bunnies. Mama's not far behind. Yeah, try to pick up that baby. <laughs> You're going to get attacked. No, anyways. Uh, if you've had a child out of weather, come to God right now and says, God, I'm stupid. I obeyed the flesh. Forgive me. Forgive me for doing that. Now show me the, you know, make me a woman of God. And then ask God that says, God, lead me to the man of God that you will have over this household. God never ordained single parent households. But we all make a choice. We face the consequences. That don't mean life. Well, God, the man, whether it may be that, that man that, uh, that's the father of that child. And do not ever separate. Now I'm not talking about a situation necessarily that were raped by obviously and that's gonna be that's gonna be worse out there. Um but trust me, what so many people are calling rape today, it's not rape. It's you were foolishly dressing like a whore, dressing like a slut. You got so stirred in your physical emotions that you just had to have sex. No, 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 no. That's temptation. We're going to fall to it sometimes. We're not going to hear the wave escape. Listen to the voice of the wave escape. When you're Christians, if you're an unbeliever, you're not hearing that because you don't even know Jesus Christ. You know of him. I said, well, I went to church once. So? That don't mean you know him yet. I said, well, I go to church every week. That don't mean you know him yet. It's not about doing that act. If you're hearing the word of God out there and uh, you haven't yet surrendered to Jesus Christ, believed in his name, accepted his word, then you're, right now your heart is, is hard, your consciousness is hard as stone. And God's trying to break it up. But eventually it's going to come to the point where, you know what, I'm going to keep rejecting Jesus. God will let you go. Got to turn you over to yourself. Read Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 18. If anyone ever gets to that point, that's ugly. Your destination is how that point. God can well aware stop people from going to that path. He'll allow circumstances, whatever, to rise up. God knows how to get our attention. He does it because he loves us. Not that he wants to take away our fun. I've had more fun seeking God out there than I did when I was living according to flesh. When I was doing fleshly desires, when I was doing alcohol, I never did cigarettes. So, so and I never did drugs. I never did. I think it stinks. So, never got tempted with it, but I just never desired it. I was around it. So. But that's just another addiction. Satan wants to give us addiction. So he wants to give us drugs. To clot. That's the only thing drugs do. They have no healing powers at all. All they do is they cloud our minds. They temporarily take away the pain. For, a for just that moment actually. It's not even for very long. But that's why we have to take the drugs the next day. So, so what's your choice now? Are you going to receive? Is today the day of your salvation? Are you going to continue following Jesus? Are you going to love the way, truly love the way God loves? Do not tolerate any form of sin in your own life and in the life of those that you love and care for, and those that are in the circle. What kind of self-control are you going to have?
you know, say we think you can do it on your own. First of all, it's interesting how you use self-control. The self-control self is not choosing. Uh, true self-control, true biblical self-control, is not uh, not bowing to the ways of this world, not bowing to the ways of the flesh. That's true self-control. I said myself, wow, I got the chance to charge $500 an hour um, for his job. It's going to be a blessing. No, it ain't. You're overcharging. You're not glorifying God in that. That means you're desperate only in your job. You're only desperate in charging that big almighty dollar. So, it's always your choice. I said to myself, well, I love this man or I love that woman out there. You, So I feel now that um, we can go ahead and make love. We're going to get married. If you ain't married yet, don't cross that line. That means that marriage is going to easily be based on the flesh and not the works of the flesh. <clears throat> What's our joy? Do you only have rejoice when you're um, when you're making a lot of money? When all your fleshly needs are being met, that's not the joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord is when you're growing in Him. You're growing and learning His voice, learning His ways, listening to Him, obeying Him. That's the joy of the Lord. It's when you're walking according to His will, not your will. Peace. We want the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. We can't understand it. We can't explain it. It's not being remembered. Jesus Himself said, and again, Matthew 10, Luke 12. I didn't come to bring peace on this earth. That's why we're seeing wars all the way around. Well, yeah, of course, don't let the divisions come between you know, through us. But automatically, when we walk according to God's word, there's going to be a little bit of a schism. There's going to be people that, that are not walking with Jesus Christ, but they're seeing us. When If somebody actually says says to us, as a Christian, to say, you think you're holy, aren't you? I says, well, my God, Jesus Christ tells us to be holy as he is holy. Can we do it on our own strength? Oh, heck no. Never could, never will. It's him working through it. That should be a compliment, not an insult. I says, you're not better than me, I'm not better than you. you somebody's not better than us is because they have a high salary and they're a boss. And they're a boss or whatever. No. So what kind of peace are you looking for? You're looking just peace in your flesh. You say, well, if I'm making love, then I feel i got peace. No, 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 no. You're looking for peace in the wrong place. If you're looking for peace on this earth until Jesus comes back and gets rid of all, destroys all wickedness and his righteous judgment is finished... He's made the way out of jail. We've already been judged now. We've been found innocent in Christ Jesus. But the whole world's not there yet until they come to Jesus Christ. They gotta come to him. They gotta come to the foot of his cross. This is God, you died for my sins, wash me clean. Long suffering. Woo, that's a hard one. Uh, and by the way, can you find can we find every single Christian? Everything in one of these that are strong in every Christian life? Don't let anybody tell you they're strong in every area. They're lying. That's the same thing as saying, you know, oh, well, we don't sin no more. We're mature enough. <laughs> we just call God. We're calling God a liar when we do that. That means when somebody attacks us verbally and or physically for other parts of this world, that means they're coming at us. Uh, they hate us because... We love Jesus. It's all we're always talking about Jesus. We're always talking about God. God's strength is gonna get cause us the long suffer. God Jesus' ministry was thirty three years from beginning to end. Now his main ministry was only three years. That's all. He proclaimed the word of God. He was verbally attacked. Almost physically attacked. He was at the end when he went to the cross. He surrendered that. He went through hours upon hours, night, and then into the next day, and then into the next evening, when he finally gave up the ghost, when he finally died physically of the flesh. And his son and servant, Joseph of Arimathea, 
in Nicodemus, who he called out of darkness into his light, to be disciples, to be followers, to uh, follow him. Kindness. What kind of kindness are you doing? You're just going to give somebody food? Are you going to give somebody money just because they're holding up a sign? That's not kindness. That's not godly kindness. Godly kindness is giving the word of God as you're helping somebody out. Godly kindness is uh, walking along with somebody. Not just say, well, I'll pray for you. That's not godly kindness. It's just, uh, you know, just take it. Love, dude. I need this money to meet my rent check, but you know what? God can able to meet it. That person needs help. Come up with a go to him and tell him the word. Tell him uh, Jesus is the way. Tell him about Jesus as you're helping him a little bit meet that need. Can any one of us be so kind that we're helping people? No. That's called a philanthropist and that's not a godly person. Goodness. This, remember this one thing. It says in Romans 3, there is none good but God. Even Jesus himself said, why are you calling me good? I'm not good. So the goodness that's in us better be Jesus Christ in us. That's it. In in our flesh there's nothing good. Paul reminds us of that in Romans chapter seven. So the goodness we'd be doing better be doing as Jesus was doing. Jesus fed, but he fed with the word of God first. And at the or at the same time. He just didn't feed physically. As you're helping somebody uh tutoring so that they can pass an exam do it as you're sharing the word of God also teach them the word of God as you're learning it faithfulness are we faithful in our jobs are we faithful in our um, um, our faithfulness better start with Jesus Christ <coughs> you better be a faithfulness we can and we will lose jobs in God's appointed time we will lose ministries in one location but that's because God's moving us over to another location in his timing our faithfulness is in Jesus the person of Jesus Christ and him alone if our faithfulness is in anything else are you faithful you if you're faithful in Jesus Christ if your faith is in Jesus Christ you're going to be faithful in your marriage if you're married you're going to be faithful in your relationships but you're going to be telling people about Jesus. Because it's, I can't do that because it's against God's law. He hates that. And I'm not going to do it. That's your choice if you want to do it. But I'm not going to follow Satan's way. I'm going to follow God's way. They may curse you, spit in your face. You love them, says, that's just the way it is. Jesus Christ removed the blinders of Satan. Had on us. And he's not putting it back on Gentleness. Does that mean we don't get so passionate about God sometimes that uh, when we see somebody walking in or we see somebody, if you're married, you see somebody starting to talk to Satan out there, you? A gentleman, uh, 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 uh. Actually, you're going to go right to that person. You're going to say, honey, we need to come away from that person. That's Satan speaking to you. Don't listen to their words. And stop praying right there. That's a prayer of boldness. Gentleness don't mean we're not bold for Jesus Christ. That's a fallacy. Satan knows how to be gentle sometimes. Yeah, you're mine. I don't want you to go. Why do you want to go that way? That way, that way's wrong. That way, you know, that way, no, 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 no. His way's wrong. He wants to keep you right with himself. He wants to keep you bound up. He wants to keep you in that prison cell with the gate that's right open until you can walk right out at any moment when Jesus calls your name. Remember, Peter was in a jail cell between two guards, chained out there, and God sent an angel to deliver him without human hands. How much more will he, does he want to use my hands? Okay, I put self-control first. I brought that up already. But yeah, the self-control. Self-control is to choose God's way over man's way. That's true biblical self-control. Is that the one? Are you always falling to 
man's way? Are you always following to human's way? Are you always following to the ways of your flesh? Then you don't have godly self-control. Which is Christ Jesus inside of you. In your strength. Are you seeing them always going the way? Always going the way of greed. Always going after the love of money. The which gets you the love of material, more and more material things. Always going to say, well, let's look around all God's creation. You don't even know God. So how do you even know that's his creation? It is, by the way. Is that Lamborghini or that uh, Porsche God's creation? No. That was human creation. Somebody dressed like a highlight dressing dressing to kill that big six-figure salary is that necessarily God's way may or not not be if you get an increase if you get a bonus uh does that mean go out and buy something special no who's gonna want you to help there's somebody more is more needed with you so if you're if you're quoting these fruits of the spirit you better be going side by side with the ones just above it the works of the flesh. Notice how they were listed first. So, just words for thought today. Love y'all.